We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Call us. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. It's Keith McPherson on The Fan. 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. I don't even have my MacBook out. I don't need any notes for this. Just got back from Brooklyn off the train. Uh, another loss for the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> Where do I begin? I mean, I guess I'll tell the story. You know, I'm sure, you know, if anybody heard Evan and Tiki today, Evan spoke about how he had tickets to the game and he invited me to the game. And honestly, I hadn't been back to Brooklyn since opening night, I gave that a long pause so you could think about that. I used to go to every home game. I used to be in the block. Shout out to the Brooklyn Brigade. I feel for y'all. It's not the same anymore. <laughs> Our run is over. It's quiet for us. I'm sitting up there with Evan and Tiki and Lugie like, let's go Nets defense for no reason. And then I thought about it. I got a show tonight. I can't lose my voice yelling and screaming for no reason. They're going to find a way to lose. So, you know, Evan hit me with the ticket and I didn't I didn't need the ticket. I have a media credential and uh, <laughs> I, I took him up on sitting in the seat because usually I just pull up. I go sit with the block or I go kick it with Capper and Carino or uh, we used to have a suite like B114 or B14, something like that. So whatever. I drive to the station, Lugie's on at 7, I park, come up, wait for Lugie to finish his show, we take the train down, we get off the train, it's packed. I show to Evan and Tiki, I'm like, yo, this it's Knicks and Nets, this is New York, it's the most New York thing you could do tonight, the energy in there was obviously New York, New York forever, I, I, I knew the Knicks were going to find a way to win, I was happy that the Nets competed, whatever, back to the story. There's probably 100 people outside trying to get in. First quarter is well underway. It's like, I don't know, by this time, it's almost 8 o'clock. Lugie and I dip to the left side. We see Cam Newton going in the Qatar Airways VIP section. Cam Newton, not for nothing. Cam Newton was on Good Morning Football. He had Brandon Marshall with him. Cam Newton is all of like 6'4", damn near 6'5", with that top hat. I was like... I. I knew that was Cam Newton when I saw him, but we dipped down to the media entrance. Didn't wait in line at all. Nobody goes down to the far left side. Anyway, 
We slide in. It's three and a half minutes left in the first, but the Nets are up, and the Nets had leads, and the Nets were hanging with the Knicks, and they made you think, all right, there's some pride. There's some effort coming back from Cali. The Brooklyn Nets want to defend home turf, home court, their arena. Just waiting for the inevitable. Shout out to Tiki Barber and uh, Evan drinking their Modelo Micheladas. <laughs> Tiki is a magnet. I walked out with Tiki to get a drink. And as soon as we walked out, I turned to the left. Somebody had their phone out. And I'm like, paparazzi. It's a Hall of Famer, soon to be Tiki Barber. They're not looking for me. They're looking for Tiki. Anyway, man, I know Knicks fans want to call up. And you should. 877-337-6666. And celebrate your team. It's your time. Nets fans, we had our time. We had our run. KD Kyrie never lost to the Knicks. Never lost. Undefeated. Never never lost. Big baller brand. Like, we had our run. How many did they beat them? Like, eight times in a row? Now the Knicks are running their, their streak up. What's that? Five times in a row? Four times? Maybe go back to last year? Maybe four times in a row now? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was it was a good vibe. Good energy in there. Walking around, there was a lot. <laughs> The Nets miss so many shots. I'm just like, can they can they put Cam Thomas in the game? Can they put Cam Thomas in the game and have our microwave scorer actually put the ball in the hoop? Mikael Bridges balled. Nick Claxton had a career high in rebounds. And uh, ultimately, you just knew, man. You just knew. They came out in the second half, and I think they went up like nine. So it was like, all right. Maybe Jacques Vaughn coached them up. Maybe Jacques Vaughn got to these guys, and maybe they're going to... Nah, don't get your hopes up. Don't get your hopes up. But shout out to Mikael Bridges and Dennis Smith Jr. Cam should have had more minutes, but they consistently go back to this, like Cam is young, Cam is a liability, rather have Dennis Smith Jr. in with five fouls for defense. The only guys that can create their shot on the Brooklyn Nets are... Cam Thomas and Mikael Bridges. Mikael wasn't trying to lose. He wasn't trying to lose to his uh, his college homies. It, it looked like he he came out on a mission. Even his running mate, Cam Johnson, came out on a mission. There was a point in time in the like start of the fourth quarter where it was Royce O'Neal, Dennis Smith Jr., Lonnie Walker the fourth, Cam Thomas, Nick Claxton on the floor versus uh, Miles McBride, Josh Hart. Precious Achua, Quentin Grimes, and OG Ananobi. And I'm like, this is the group, right? This is the group. You guys got to beat this group before they put Brunson and Randall back in the game. OG was doing the scoring. Lonnie Walker was trying to match him. But all in all, you just knew the inevitable. You knew what was coming. The Knicks fans got stronger as the game got later. Once Brunson came back in, he hit a three. And, I mean, you could hear Barkley Center turn into the Garden. The let's go Knicks chance. We were trying to drown them out. Boo, let's go Nets. Couldn't. Couldn't. This is New York. These New York Knicks fans have been here a lot longer. 11 years the Nets have been in Brooklyn. I know the Nets history. They've bounced around. But, yeah, the Knicks fans are alive and well, and they should be. 877-337-6666. It's your time. You're not supposed to lose to the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets find a way to lose consistently. You can bank on it. I think Evan Roberts put a bet on it. He knew it was coming. 
when I signed off, I'm like, hey, hopefully we pull this one out. But Tiki Barber dipped. I followed up with Tiki. Tiki goes out of the front door. I'm sitting there like, come on. I think Dorian Finney-Smith hit a three. And then I watched him unravel, and I ran. I ran. I ran to get on the three train. And as I put Capper and Carino on in my ear, I heard the sequence, the Josh Hart hustle play, the, the Nets getting out hustled on their floor. It ends in a Julius Randle two-hand slam. And, yeah, that's it. That's it. You hear let's go Knicks chants. I'm reading Twitter. Everybody's talking about if I own the Nets, I fire everybody. I fire Sean Marks. I f-. They're not firing anybody. Jacques Vaughn is confident as ever. I mean, when they lost to the Clippers, he's sitting there smiling with his arms crossed. There's nothing to worry about. He says he's very confident in the team right now. They they find a way to lose so many games. I don't know where he's getting that confidence from. But Knicks fans should have confidence that however the game goes, whatever kind of game you're in, you have a coach and you have star players that are going to close. They're going to get you to win. It doesn't have to be pretty. Win ugly. Stack wins. And right now... The New York Knicks are stacking wins. Like Tommy says, they have some dudes. They have some dogs. They're doing damage. I'm not even mad at it. I understand what's going on. I understand what's going on. The Nets have a team that doesn't look like it was built correctly. Doesn't look like they belong on the floor together. No true point guard. You know, you even heard Jacques Vaughn talk about how you want another ball handler out there with Cam. Cam is getting blitzed, getting double teamed. He's trying to pass the ball. He's not looking for his shot in the limited amount of time. He's out there. You're not going to beat. The Knicks. You're not going to beat Dante DiVincenzo, the big ragu. You're not going to beat Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, these guys. They know it's their time. New York forever, whatever, whatever. You know, the Knicks run the city and all that. And I'm happy for my friends that are Knicks fans. I'm happy for the listeners that are Knicks fans because when you had the superstars, the big three down there, you had to stay down. I know a lot of fans actually did switch sides and say, I'm going to go rock with Brooklyn and soon as you do that, Brooklyn is a mess, and the Knicks have figured it out, and they got a nice little squad with about three weeks until the trade deadline. I think less now, two weeks until the trade deadline. Yeah, about two weeks and two days until the trade deadline where they can add another piece and be a serious contender in the East. And the Nets, I don't know what the hell they think they're doing. I don't know what they think they're doing. Yeah, February 8th, two weeks and two days. Um, Paulie gave me the February 8th date. I know when the NBA trade deadline is. I'm waiting for them to punt. I'm waiting for the Nets to sell off everybody. But, they're, you know, they got some kind of plan. And they don't have to sell off everybody. But they do have to make some kind of move. And for the Nets fans listening, I've been pretty vocal about this on the Talking Nets podcast and on air. Like, for what? I mean, why try to make a move to add a, let's say, a DeJounte Murray to this team so you can get in the play in the first round and get swept again? Oh, let me guess. Ben Simmons is coming back. I saw Ben Simmons get a little pregame work in. <laughs> For what? So he could go back in, shower, and put his uh, fashionista fit on? Put his uh, designer glasses and his sweater on? Like, this is what the Brooklyn Nets have turned into. They're a joke. They're a joke. The fans can't even get behind the team. The fans are there trying to fight, trying to hold their ground. But nope, all in all, it's another loss. All in all. Good for the Knicks and good for the Knicks fans. Stay down till you come up. That's a big win against an in-town rival, cross-town rival. And a game with that, like, you could have lost that game. You definitely could have lost that game. So the Knicks win 
103 to move on to 27 and 17. Ew. The Brooklyn Nets have as many wins as the Knicks have losses. The Brooklyn Nets are 17 and 26. And if you just look, because I saw some people on Twitter tagging me, there's a screenshot floating around of all the losses and four wins that the Nets have been able to get since December 14th. They beat the worst team in the NBA back-to-back games, the Pistons. They had one win against OKC that they were able to get. They caught OKC in Brooklyn. They caught LeBron and AD on Friday. That was exciting. I didn't see that coming. But how did they get that win? Cam Thomas went crazy. They had no answer for him. And the rest of the guys picked it up. But it seems like every time Cam goes off, they just want to go away from the young man. Trade him then. Let him go do that somewhere else then. I don't really want that as a Nets fan. I want to see our homegrown talent flourish, but... Congrats to the Knicks fans, man. You have Jalen Brunson, who signed here. You have Julius Randle, who signed here. You have these little moves that you made. You signed DiVincenzo. You bring in a Josh Hart via trade. OG Ananobi via trade. I mean, you didn't even have Isaiah Hartenstein tonight. No problem. Nick Claxton had his way on the boards, but wasn't like that decided the game at all. I'm pulling up the box score now. Like I said, I don't even need any notes for this. <laughs> this is off the top of the head. This is off the top of the dome. Yeah, Nick Claxton got his rebounds. Did he score 10? No, he had eight. Spencer Dinwiddie, ew. Spencer Dinwiddie just like, that's somebody that you literally have to trade in the next two weeks and two days. I'm in there like, Spencer, just get on the board. Just get a bucket. 0 for 4, didn't even want to shoot. They take him out in the end of the game. I don't know. I don't know. This sucks. At least I got the New Jersey Devils. Shout out to the Devils. Maybe I should have went to the uh, Sweep the Deck gala over there at the Rock instead. Nah, I had to go to Brooklyn tonight. I had to pull up on Lugie and uh, Tiki and Evan for Knicks Nets. It's just, it's not a rivalry. And I guess it wasn't a rivalry when it was lopsided the other way, but it's definitely not a, a rivalry now. The Knicks. They, they look like, I was saying to Evan, I'm like, Evan, it looks like the Nets are trying really hard and the Knicks are just kind of like hanging out, knowing that if they keep it close, they can close the game out and the Knicks, the Nets can't. And they did that. They did that. So 877-337-6666. We'll start off with the Knicks-Nets conversation. And it's a deeper conversation. And it's a tale of two sides of, of town. I mean, I could speak to it. I'm a New Jersey Nets fan following the team. Coming to Brooklyn, I've seen all these different iterations of the Brooklyn Nets, but man, this is one of the this is one of the the saddest times. Nets fans are disgusted with this team, and they have talent. They're just not playing to their talent level. They supposedly have a good coach, a good basketball mind, a veteran, a a, a, co- a coach that played in the league. Don't matter. He's not getting the most out of these guys. And for the Knicks, it is your time. You should be happy about this team. Knicks fans have struggled. Knicks fans have watched terrible teams. You've watched the Nets smack you consecutive seasons in a row, dominate you. KD, talk about you. Now, where's KD? Where's Kyrie? Now, Mikael Bridges is trying to be KD. He can't do it on his own, and they won't even allow Cam Thomas to uh, you know, go out there and do his thing. So, yeah, congrats to the Knicks. That's another win against the Brooklyn Nets. You own the Nets now. You've always owned the city, but you get to stand on business. You get to beat your chest a little bit and uh, look at your team as they're stacking wins and they're a move away from challenging in the East. 
Speaking of challenging in the East, <laughs> the uh, second place Bucks were a thirty and thirteen. Yeah, we get the news today that the Bucks have fired Adrian Griffin, and that was in the middle of the day. I don't know, two o'clock, three o'clock, and before we even get to eleven o'clock, Doc Rivers is taking that job. Doc Rivers coming right out of the TV analyst spot, taking the job. <laughs> And I, I could talk about that forever. They love Giannis. They want to paint Giannis as this funny, nice guy. You know, Giannis, he's the guy that, you know, they added Damian Lillard to that team. They're all in for this season. They know they got to win the chip. And uh, I saw a quote about, you know, it didn't take long for Giannis to begin changing plays and refusing to sub out of games. Trust was lost quickly. Uh, Giannis is the reason Griffin was even given the job, and he got him right up out of there, and we'll see what Doc Rivers does. But I know I was listening to Loogie today. Loogie was celebrating that because everybody knows Doc Rivers' track record in the playoffs. Knicks fans probably would love a series against the Bucks, knowing what we know about Doc. But 877-337-6666. We'll start with the Knicks-Nets game that just went down in Brooklyn. I was there. Shout out. To you, if you were there, if you're driving home, drive safe, call a fan. Tell me what you felt in the arena, what you saw. I know what I saw. We'll talk, of course, about Giannis and Dame and the Bucks and Griffin and now Doc Rivers getting that job. And I know everybody wants to talk about the Hall of Fame, right? Everybody wants to have that baseball conversation. We'll do that at some point. Chargers and the New York Giants have exchanged their draft picks. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Eli Manning and Philip Rivers. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Aw, come on, man. Gary Sheffield didn't get in. (laughs) Gary Sheffield got 63.9% was not able to get in the Hall of Fame on his 10th and final try he lobbied he did a lot of media availability a lot of talking about the past and what was and what wasn't but that's it for Chef congrats to Adrian Beltre congrats to Joe Maurer and uh, congrats to Todd Helton. I think that's a good group. I think that's a good group. And I think, you know, guys my age and your mid-30s, millennials, we got to watch Todd Helton. We got to watch Adrian Beltre. We got to watch Joe Maurer. Their whole careers for the most part. So we're getting old, man. See you in Cooperstown. 877 877- Three three seven sixty six sixty six. It's a flawed process. I don't. I don't want to start going down uh, <laughs> that road too quick. Let's see if we can take a call before we go to break. I mean, we're talking Knicks. Knicks Nets. Um, I just was at the game, and I'm back to talk about it. And I really, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to say. Let's go to Chris in Newark, New Jersey. What's up, Chris? You're first up on the fan tonight. Hey Keith, what's going on? Um. Thank God I wasn't at the game because I, 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 I don't know. I, 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 I You're a Nets fan. Yeah, I, I would have shed a tear. Uh, but I, I did get to watch it. There's nothing to cry um, about, man. It's it's sad, but it's nothing to cry about. Uh, I maybe laugh now, cry later. 
it is just a mess in Brooklyn. And it's like, damn, how did it is get the season to this? Over? Is the season over? Just tell me. It's been. It's been. It's cooked. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what they're doing. They're going through the motions with a head coach smiling and talking about how confident he is in the team. And he's got explanations for things that don't make sense to us as fans. And all right, whatever. It's a sinking ship. And if you if you needed any type of example to 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 point at, th- that was it tonight. Your building, the stars were out. New York City was out. You had the lead multiple times, and and you found a way to lose. And the Knicks fans at the end of the game that stayed, of course, they stayed till the end. Nets fans started hitting the door. They 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 took over the building. I mean, I mean what, at this point, there's no move we can make. We might as well sell. What's the point? Absolutely. What's the point of trying to build around bridges? Because you know what? They're, <laughs> they they actually look – I mean, and, and Bridges ball tonight, so I'm not going to slander him tonight. But they look at this team, the veterans on this team and the head coach of this team, they look at them as just being a piece or two away. A ball handler, well, hey. a point guard, a scoring point guard away from actually being uh, able to contend in the East. But you lose in too many games before we even get to February. What's the point? Egg, they miscalculated this season. Uh, I don't even. I don't know how you can go into the season thinking that we can remain competitive while still rebuilding. And you don't even. You're not even trying to pivot away from that when you see it isn't working. So it. It's just. Oh god, I can't. It's frustrating. Can't anymore. <laughs> it's frustrating. Thanks for the call, Chris. It's frustrating. I never curse on air. In my open, I had to hit the dumb button. I slipped. Just, just being real. Coming from the arena. That's how we were talking in the in the arena. I'm like, I had to hit the dump button on myself. I'm pretty good at that. From college radio to now WFN radio, I, I don't ever slip. But, like, watching the Brooklyn Nets is. I looked up, and I saw you laughing, so I knew you dumped it. Yeah. So I, I knew it was all good. I just don't, like, do you want to trade Nick Claxton and Dorian Finney-Smith? And, I don't like, want to trade Clax. Like, that, that, that's like, what, like, teams are going to want. They're going to want those sure. young guys. Dorian Finney-Smith. I think he's got enough on film that he's gonna help a team. They need a team that needs a defender. Like, right? I just, I just think they're gonna want the. They're, they're gonna. They're not gonna trade Bridges, obviously. But Nick Claxton, Dinwiddie, Spencer Dinwiddie, has like to those, be those guys are in demand. And you're gonna maybe you get a you'll get a high draft pick for Claxton, maybe two. I would take a bag of chips for Ben Simmons. That's well, the nobody whole, wants him. That's the whole thing. They went into the season actually banking on Ben Simmons being a part of the team. That was that. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to twenty percent versus AT and T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It was an L. Let's talk about it. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. 
Welcome. The Casamigos Big Shot at Night is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. And tonight, the Casamigos Big Shot of the Night goes to everyone's favorite New York Nick, Julius Randle. He finished with 30 points. He also had nine rebounds, seven assists, and an emphatic dunk to bring all the Knicks fans in Barclays Center to their feet and chant, let's go Knicks, let's go Knicks in Brooklyn. Even our Brooklyn chants were weak. Like, you know, it's like, Brooklyn ball, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. I was trying, I was trying, but it's like, what's the use? What's the use? I, I guess I was just excited to be back in the arena. It's been a while. I'd be on daddy duty now, so... I don't, I don't hustle up and get to the arena. But I knew, I'm like, all right, if I'm going to go to one game, it's it's Knicks-Nets. And you know, the afternoon guys were out there. Yeah, but I, I I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised. Let's go to Ryan and Old Bridge. Ryan, you're on the fan in New York. Hey, Keith, what's going on, man? You know, hanging out. I'm probably going to switch the conversation to the Baseball Hall of Fame any minute now. <laughs> all right, well, let, I'm, let, I'm kidding. I'm I can't. Saying, I got Knicks fans calling. I'm taking these calls. It's your time. <laughs> I Listen, I've been a diehard Nets fan my whole entire life. I started watching during the Devin Harris and Anthony Morrow and Brooke Lopez days back sure. in Jersey. Sure. And, uh, you know, when they got Darren Williams and they moved to Brooklyn and they started that team, I was more – I couldn't be any more happy, like, as a, as a teenage kid in high school. And then, you know, when we got KD and Kyrie and Harden, I was ecstatic. I knew – I never watched my team win a championship before. So, like, I was very pumped up. And this is probably the lowest point I have been as a Nets fan. More than I even said, just, like, more pissed off. And I just want to say, I put all the blame on this freaking owner that we have. This owner that we have has ruined everything. If you want to start with the timeline – the first year we traded for Harden, we got lucky. So, you know, Harden got hurt. Kyrie got hurt. He, he uh, slipped on Giannis' ankle, and we lost that year. I don't put any blame on the owner that year. It was just unlucky. The second year, how it started off with the vaccine mandate. Okay, I get it. Yeah, New York, whatever. Whatever you feel about the vaccine is okay. Our owner kicked Kyrie off the team. Kyrie could have played only in the away games, and the owner didn't want him to play at all. Okay, so it went from that, and then KD got hurt after that, and Harden was by himself, and he needed to ask for a trade because he didn't want to play by himself. When we could have Kyrie play half the games with them. So, all right, whatever. After that, it's the next season, right? And it's just Kyrie and KD. KD enters before the that, season. Uh, before that season ended, KD requested a trade in the summer, but go on. Remember yeah, that? no, that's what I'm pointing out. KD I, I lived trade, all right? of it. I could, I could, I could call it all out with you. But go on. Yeah, you know, KD requested the trade unless, unless they fire Steve Nash. And what does this owner do? Nah, I don't want to fire Steve nope. Nash. You know, I'm good friends with him, so yeah. you know, I'm going to keep him now. The lacrosse buddies. But what a and... great way to keep your superstars happy in the NBA when the only way you can win. Yeah, is not, not not smart to go and and back your first time head coach that you actually hired instead of sticking with the interim head coach, Jacques Vaughn, who's your head coach now. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so whatever. And then that season two, they banned Kyrie again for, for sharing the link, whatever you feel about that. They 
it's just like you have yeah. a guy named Kyrie who loved playing, who loved watching the Nets. He was a Nets fan growing up. The only thing he wanted to do was play for the Nets. Then he got to the Nets, and they keep screwing him over. So he doesn't want to play there, and that causes KD. And I just I, all the blame I put is on the owner. Kyrie, Kyrie deserves some it. blame as well. Kyrie's a polarizing figure. I mean, <laughs> does he deserve to get banned? Well, Joe Sy is the owner of the team. Yeah, that's what he decided they him to do. Twice. And in the first time, it was a uh, mandate. It was a statement. No, 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 no. The mandate was for home games only. I they know. banned them from the team altogether. The rest he of the team the got the jab. The rest of the team no, got, the, he, got the jab. He could have played away games. Right. And you know what? They looked at him as a polarizing figure, too big of a distraction, and they didn't want him coming in and out of the lineup, in and out of the locker room playing in Indiana or something and not playing in Brooklyn. So they said, you stay away. And then with the... Yeah, but do you agree with that or no? It doesn't matter if I agree with it or not. At the time, I thought it was I thought it was foolish because it's like, you need to win games. If you have one of the best players in the league, only 50% of him is better than 0% of him, but you think that you're good enough to win that way, and then that fractured the team because what did that well, lead to? It led point. to James Harden being like, I could have stayed in Houston. And carry the team. I didn't come here to carry this squad. I don't even like living in New York. Yeah, I feel like it's not even about the, the winning the games part. Well, I mean, it no, is. It is about winning games. At it's the end about of the day. The games, but more importantly, it's about keeping your superstars happy. Right. You, the only way to win in, in, in the NBA is having superstars and keeping them happy. And if you don't have a superstar and he's not happy, he's going to request for a trade. They are the GMs of the team. So for an owner to come out and back his GM, back his head coach, who had no head coaching experience, that was foolish, and right then it fractured the relationship where KD wanted out, and then Kyrie ended up requesting out at the trade deadline, and they actually thought they could trade Kyrie, right? And here comes the owner again putting his ego in the way. Oh, you want to go to L.A.? You want to be a Laker? <laughs> We're not sending you there. We're going to send you to where we want. Mark Cuban, you take him, and we'll get pieces back. We'll, br- we'll bring back an old net. We'll bring back Spencer Dinwiddie. How has that worked out? We'll, we'll take Dorian Finney-Smith. Lakers probably would have gave the Nets the better deal. When we actually go back and look, yes, the Lakers were going to offer the better deal. But the ego got in the way. And then I think Sean Marks felt like KD wasn't going to follow up on his prior trade request from the summer. And he tapped him like, yo, bro, I requested a trade out of here in the summer. Kyrie just got sent somewhere. I don't want to be here. And not know, like he's like KD, right? KD's supposed to be all world, one of the best players we've literally ever seen. And he said, oh, I didn't know. It was uncertain. I didn't know who my teammates were going to be. You're KD. You're not supposed to worry about who your teammates are going to be. That's the problem, KD. Always worrying about who your teammates are going to be. So, yeah, this whole thing is a mess. And the same way I say that the fish rots from the head down, like, it's the same. It, really, uh, that, I, I mean, that applies. To, I've been using that phrase for the Nets. The fish rots from the head down. The Liberty had success. The Liberty brought a finals to the Barclays Center. A little different. They built the super team. They they were able to keep those star players together. This whole thing in Brooklyn is a mess. Mikel Bridges is a good player. He's not supposed to be a star player. Cam Johnson ain't no star player. Cam Thomas could be. They don't want to let the young man flourish. As soon as you see glimpses of, of the star in him, they want to bench him in critical moments. They don't want him to be a leader of the team. They don't want him to be a superstar on the team. 
They're going with veterans. They're going with Dennis Smith Jr. his first year. Fine, Dennis Smith Jr. is scrappy, but, like, can he score the basketball when you need a bucket? No. The only person that was scoring the ball was Mikael Bridges and Cam and, and Cam Johnson and Cam Thomas and a bunch of misses. And, yeah, so I don't know, Nets fans. You should feel like it's a mess. And uh, where's Josiah? Where is Sean Marks? Sean Marks is usually very visible, present. He pops out. You know, think about all the nonsense they had to deal with in the last couple years. From the vaccine mandate to Kyrie posting uh, an Amazon link to some anti-Semitic stuff. That's not, you can't do it. That's why, like, I'm not going to put all the blame on Joe Sy. If I, if I own the team and we're literally in Brooklyn and I have a player that's posting that stuff, then coming out and saying, oh, I didn't actually watch the whole thing. I didn't, you know, there's just some things. And I'm like, come on, that's reckless. Why are you doing extra stuff like that? Play basketball. Oh, now you can't play basketball. Did I think that the um, self-imposed suspension they put on Kyrie for that was a little much? Yeah, let the NBA suspend him. Adam Silver's right up the street in New York. But there was definitely some egos. And and obviously the owner and GM have egos, right? The, the owner is a billionaire. The GM is the GM. And you heard... Kyrie come out there. Kyrie came out there before Steve Nash got hired and said, oh, we don't really need a head coach. No, you do. Every team needs a head coach. So much so that when we're talking about the NBA and these superstars being the GMs, Giannis brought Griffin in there and got him up out of there as a second-place team at 30-13. and 13. Not good enough for me. Not good enough for Dame. Bring Doc in. Like, that's the power that these NBA players have. And if you sell your soul to the superstars – you got to see it all the way through or, you know, this is a cautionary tale or you'll be right where the Brooklyn Nets are right now, picking up the pieces with the team that wasn't actually designed to play together, players that weren't exactly supposed to fit together, some veterans, some journeymen, some scrappy guys, some young guys, and goofy-ass Ben Simmons sitting on the bench in his designer clothes. He thinks he's a model. He's definitely not a hooper. Josh is in Passaic. Josh, you're on the fan. Hey, Keith, how you doing? All right, all right. Uh, you know, been better as far as, like, wasting a basketball season and, uh, you know, wasting your time watching a NBA team. I like the NBA. I like watching basketball. I used to really enjoy going to the games, going to the arena, and it's like, damn, just how quick that little era was. It wasn't even four years. And even during the time, like, KD, Kyrie, Harden, they, what, they play a total of, like, 18 games together? And then KD and Kyrie played half the time. Like, KD spent a whole year here rehabbing. That first year Kyrie was here, Kyrie was going on leaves around this time of the year for his 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 dad and his sister's birthday parties. What a, what a mess. What a joke. The funny thing was, you know, at the end of the game, how about those Brooklyn Nets? You know, that was just done. They tried. They tried getting it there. They should have just painted the court orange at that point. That was brutal. I mean, the only things I enjoy really about the NBA right now is watching Wembenyama. It's watching the Nets blow. You know, watching the Nets blow lately how they managed to do it every time and watching Joel Embiid lose. As I told you a few nights ago, they're irrelevant. Unless you're going to the game. They don't even know how you feel, but there's not too much to care about. Nah, I stopped going to the games. That's why I said shout-out to the block, the Brooklyn Brigade, which has built up over the years, man. Got our own section now. Probably got 100 members now. The energy is just not the same, and I, 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 it's, it's completely understandable. It isn't stand on your feet, 
cheer every possession. Let's go, Nets. Defense. Defense. There are no MVP chants at the free throw line. We're barely even heckling people. You know, shout out to the gang because I know all y'all personally, and I haven't been there this season. And I looked at y'all tonight, and I'm like, damn. Like, it's just not It's not the same because the team sucks, and everybody knows it. The coach isn't good. They're not responding to the coach. And the owner and the GM are just in the background like, this is fine. Like the meme of the dog in the in the burning room with the coffee mug. This is fine. It's it's all-time bad. I mean, to watch, you know, like Spike Lee jumping around every other play towards the yeah, end. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't watch it on TV. The TV broadcast, and I've said He's this for right years. There. The t- I saw him. Um, I, I was pointing out everybody. I was with Evan and Tiki. I'm like, there's Cam Newton. There's Brandon Marshall. There's Justin Tuck. Tyra Banks was with some weird furry animals. Um, I saw Spike. Spike had on this, like, puffy vest that looked like Kyle Juszczyk's wife made it for him uh, with Jalen Brunson's number on it. And, yeah, I, I saw I saw a lot in there. But what I'm saying is when you watch it on TV, and I even saw a clip of, like, Mikael Bridges at the free throw line, and it's like Mikael Bridges gets booed at the end of the game at the free throw line. I was out of there by then. But I'm telling you this from my experience. I've been to 100 games over there. The microphones that the national broadcast has – or even the local broadcast has, they can amplify certain sounds. They can tone down other sounds. They have microphones. They have producers. They It's all part of production, television production, and how they present the, the game. So what, you know, I remember back when, like, Steph Curry and the Warriors came through, and they were like, oh, loud MVP chants in Barclays Center. All that. And it's like, uh, you know, KD was getting those chants early in the game, and Nets fans had already dipped out. And they cranked that up. So, I mean, I don't really care so much about that. Like, to, to be honest with you, I remember going to games in 2013, 14, 15, and every fan base took over Barclays Center because the Nets didn't have a fan base yet. Now we do. This Nets world has been built, as I like to say. And to see Joe Shy, Sean, uh, uh, Joe Sy, Sean Marks, and Jacques Vaughn just smiling as it's crumbling, it, it's 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 sad. It's... it's uh, it's a dark time for Nets fans because you built up the arena and the fan base around these superstars. You literally built the Nets world off the back of these superstars. They forced their way out, and you don't have a plan after that. You didn't even see it coming. And speaking of KD, all of a sudden you have a coach, right? He's been on the Suns less than a year, and you see him getting a good scripted play to get a game winner while by the Nets, every game winner, he tried it's never won in except for a few inches away. It's the NBA. You it's nothing to, to call a timeout and draw up a play. It's nothing to call a timeout and stop the bleeding. Jacques Vaughn is a bystander. He's chewing gum. He's clapping his hands. He's stepping on the court. But what is he doing to affect the game at the end? What is he doing to stop a run? That Clippers game, I was just out in the newsroom talking to Zoo. The Lakers are playing the Clippers right now. I'm like, bro, that Clippers game started 16-0 Nets. It ended 22-0 Clippers. And the fun, one of the funniest things I saw, I don't remember which website it was. The report comes out that the Warriors might want to flip Chris Paul for Ben Simmons. I don't even know how. If that's actually true, then their then they're, uh, coaching system and their GM and their the, owner the is Nets. even more stupid than us. The Nets probably believe Ben Simmons is coming back. They're looking at Chris Paul like he's washed. Yeah, but he plays. They're and looking at Ben Simmons like he's, he's he's coming back. No, just you wait. We're going to win this trade. Ben Simmons is going to come back. And he's going to, like, even when he plays, he's allergic to the rim. His game is trash. What are we doing? I know, Keith. Thanks for taking my call. And have a good night. 
877-337-6666. Yeah, I'm definitely going to force the baseball conversation as I tend to do before we go to break here. Breaking news from Jeff Passan. First baseman Reese Hoskins and the Milwaukee Brewers are finalizing a two-year, $34 million contract with an opt-out after the first season. So, you know, Reese got hurt. And then Bryce Harper played first base. And now Reese is going to Milwaukee. And is Bryce going to stay at first base for the Phillies? I know they had another guy that filled in. Maybe they got somebody waiting in the wings. But, yeah, wanted to throw that out there. Reese Hoskins is no longer down in Philly, Philly. He's going to go to Milwaukee and kick it with the Brew Crew. Keith McPherson on the fan. Call me up, join the show. I guess it's going to be Knicks fan or Nets fans therapy. Knicks fans don't even care about beating the Nets. They're like, we expect them to beat them. We're not pumped off that win. Man, it takes a knee and the New York Giants are the Super Bowl 42 champions. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. They knock off the mighty Patriots 17 to 14. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. along here. KM to 2 a.m. Keith McPherson on the fan back from Brooklyn as the Knicks fans take over the building and I'm looking at the post-game comments and they're asking Mikhail Bridges about hearing let's go Knicks chance. He said you feel like you're at an away game at home. That's for anybody, any person in there, any person alive. It's, it's not a good feeling. It's not fun when you feel like you're at an away game at home. This is New York. Brooklyn is part of New York, Mikhail. The Knicks have been New York's team for 100 years. The Nets used to be across the river. And I don't have to explain. Here's a nugget for you Nets fans listening and Knicks fans and NBA fans and fan fans and sports fans. So Yossi Goslin, what does Yossi Goslin do? I don't know. He writes for, he used to write for Hoops Height. Nets Daily retweeted him. And he put out a tweet that I think this is what we all kind of know, but I just I I think it's stupid if if this is actually a motive. The Brooklyn Nets are not good enough, but feel the need to stay competitive since the Houston Rockets control their draft through 2027. The only way to enter some sort of a rebuild is to recoup their draft equity. Maybe a Mikael Bridges trade to Houston could accomplish that. I don't think they're going to trade Mikael Bridges to Houston to try and get those uh, picks back, and you gave up those picks for Fat Harding coming out of Houston. And, again, you didn't do what you had to do with the superstars and the big three to appease them. And so that trade was dumb. And then you doubled down on the dumb, and you made a trade with Daryl Morey to send him to Philadelphia. And out of all the teams in the NBA... You were the only team dumb enough to take on Ben Simmons. So that's why you're in this mess. 877-337-6666. You get what you deserve. You get what you deserve, right? KD signed his extension coming out of the Tokyo Olympics. Kyrie wanted an extension, but you tried to play hardball with Kyrie because Kyrie is a, you know, outside-the-box thinker, flat-earther a guy that went to Duke for a semester and thinks he knows everything. So you challenge him, and, uh, yeah, 
here you are now picking up the pieces and you have a team that just like this is not the team, bro. This is not this is not it. It's not the coach, not the right players on the team. Uh some guys that can play, but ultimately they cannot win. And if you are actually thinking that you want to stay competitive so that the Houston Rockets like come on, we're talking about the draft so that the Houston Rockets don't get high dra- Top draft picks are not guaranteed superstars. Nobody knows what the day. I, I really don't think that that's. I, I know that's a fan theory. I don't think that's a thing. I think the Nets just want to stay competitive because they believe they can get to playoffs, right? And host some playoff games and make that coin. And even if they get swept again, they can say, oh, well, we made it to the playoffs. I'm over that. I'm over that. Like, I've, I've been very vocal about that. The Brooklyn Nets were swept out of the bubble by the Raptors. The next year. They end up giving the gentleman sweep to the Celtics, getting to the second round, and the Bucks come back and beat them in Game 7, the worst game I ever attended in my life. And then the next year, KD and Kyrie uh, are supposed to be able to, you know, contend with the Celtics, and they, they did have some battles, but ultimately they get swept by the Celtics. And then the next year, once they blow it up, you get swept by the Sixers, and B didn't even have to play all those games, Harden and... The rest of those guys swept you out. So, I don't know. If you're a Nets fan and you hate the team, if you're a Nets fan and you don't, you know, you don't have any answers, I don't have any for you either. I All I can say is, like, we had our fun. And after all is said and done, more was said than done. And it was, it was real, it was fun, but it wasn't real fun. They won seven playoff games. The uh, unstoppable big three scary hours of James Harden and Kyrie and KD, they barely played together. They finessed some money out of Josiah and the Brooklyn Nets. And all I can say is that we did build our fan base off of it. They sold a ton of Nets merch. I've been overseas. I remember I was in the Amsterdam airport, saw Nets merch, and that's when I was like, you know, this is really the Nets world. London Nets merch, like, there are people repping the Brooklyn Nets across the globe. I went to the Nike town in London, and they don't have every team in there. I'm not sure if they had Knicks gear. I know they had Celtics and Warriors, but they had the Nets because the Nets had superstar talent. Brooklyn itself is trendy and cool, and uh, for a while it seemed like the Nets had done the right things to be in the upper echelon of the NBA. Now they're back to being, you know, bottom dwellers. It is what it is. Frank is in Connecticut. What's up, Frank? You're on the fan. Hey, what's happening? Not um, too much, you know. A question for, yeah, it, yeah, I'm kind of chilling here. I'm driving right mm-hmm. home uh, now. Um, I got a question for you. I'm going to my very first ever uh, Nets game on Saturday. Okay. And I'm going with my granddaughter in the school. You know, it's going to be kind of cool uh, hanging with her a little bit. But one thing she told me, bring my wallet. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, everything costs in there. And bring your card specifically. Everything is uh, tap to pay, cash only, or uh, no cash, card only. Card only. Oh, man. All right. I'm going to have to be prepared because she's... She loves her popcorn and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, take her to McDonald's or somewhere um, before you get in there, and uh, make sure she's not starving in there because 
everything is expensive, and that's all they have, right? That's all they have. They're not winning, so they need to make as much money off of those tickets and concessions. And um, you said you said there's a group she's going with, like a school or a camp or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's going with her. Uh, it's like an after-school program, and it's being funded uh, by this corporation, so the kids, you know, uh, can go. Uh, it's a special event for them, you know. That's good. Uh, so. That's good. Saturday night, 6 p.m., the Houston Rockets, who I was just speaking of, will be in town. Ime Udoka coaches the Houston Rockets. He should be the coach of the Brooklyn Nets right now. The Nets will find a way to lose that game, but the kids won't care. They'll have, they'll have the T-shirt toss. The T-shirt cannons will be shot up. There's a bunch of games. The Brooklyn Nets will come out and dance. The hype team will come out and dance. And uh, you guys will have a great Saturday. Sounds sounds like it's going to be uh, a good time. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, bet on the Rockets. Uh, bet bet on the Rockets, and you'll have a better time. <laughs> uh, how about the Knicks? Should I bet on them? Yeah, bet on the Knicks to keep winning and doing damage, and you know, pushing forward and stacking wins. And I don't know who they're targeting at this trade deadline, but I really do think they're one piece away from like, all right. You know, the Bucks just fired their coach. We don't know how that's going to work out. The Celt they got to go chase down the Celtics. Why can't the Knicks make some noise this year in the playoffs? They did it last year, and I think they have a better team, and they have more reps and experience together, depending on this last piece that they go get. Let's see. They got the Pacers coming up, the Lakers coming up. Um, the Knicks The Knicks should be able to keep making a run here. Nuggets, Heat, yeah. Hey, sounds like. Thanks for the call, Frank. 877-337-6666. Billy Wagner, 73.8%. Gary Sheffield, 63.9%. Carlos Beltran, 57.1%. They all fall short of election to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Who cares? Who cares at this point? You got like We do this every year. David Ortiz was a first ballot Hall of Famer, no doubter. Who cares? Right? Jeter wasn't uh, unanimous. Ken Griffey wasn't unanimous. At least, uh, you know, Mariano was unanimous. I just can't care anymore. I think when I was a little bit younger, I would get worked up. Like, you know, I would even call these baseball writers of America nerds and pen pushers and dweebs. And I can't believe it's like, who cares? I, I've never been to Cooperstown. I think I'll go when CC goes, when CC gets in, potentially first and only time. But who cares? Who cares? It's not important, man. It's not something that, like, it, I think it was cooler back in the day. I think now, through the whole steroid era, um, now, you know, <laughs> where we're looking at guys like Gary Sheffield, you can't tell me, someone that grew up watching baseball in the 90s and 2000s, you can't tell me that you can tell the game or the story of the game of baseball without Gary Sheffield. You can't. Barry Bonds. Roger Clement, we can go through the names, but it just, it just gets corny after a while to keep talking about it because it's never going to change. And the whole process for how they vote and how they get in, it's flawed. So it'll stay flawed and uh, whatever. You know, I don't I don't think it's – I think – I feel bad for some of these guys, some of these players. It does mean something to these guys. Some of these old guys, they want to be in the hall. They want to be remembered forever. They did work their asses off to be great baseball players. You know, like I said, Sheffield just went on a whole campaign. Shout out to my guy Xavier Scruggs. I had Scruggs on uh, a couple weeks ago. X just had him on, and he was telling his whole story. Like, I never did this. I never said this. My name comes up 
in the Balco report, whatever, but that's it for, for Sheffield. Tenth and final try. Even that, why is there a tenth and final try? Like, why is it only ten? Like, wh- who made up these rules? The baseball writers of America. The nerds. The, the nerds, the journalists that write and cover the game. And if you actually saw some of these guys, they can't swing a baseball bat. They can't throw a baseball. But they're the ones that get the final say on our heroes and how they'll be enshrined or not. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I, I I'm like you. I used to care. I don't care anymore. Yeah, I I, can't. I, I don't. And and frankly, I don't think I don't think it means anything. It doesn't. I, I, maybe it means some. Maybe it means something to Sheffield. Yes. Maybe it means something to the players. And I kind of feel bad for the players because maybe they actually want it. But from a fan's perspective, I don't care. David Wright got seven percent of the vote. I think he's not a Hall of Famer. He was a awesome Met. I love David Wright. He's nowhere close to a Hall of Famer. He should not have gotten seven percent of the vote. That's ridiculous. Somebody loves him though, and other guys don't. And it's almost like it was. A, it's a pity vote almost. Now next year, you mentioned Sabathia, Ichiro also on the ballot next year. Mm-hmm. Does he get everything? Does he get I unanimous? Think Ichiro, I don't know if he'll get unanimous, but I think Ichiro's got to be in there. Oh, I think he gets in, but I wonder. Because what's the argument of not voting Ichiro in for everybody? What's the tell me the argument for not letting get that guy in first with everyone saying yes? I mean, especially in modern day baseball where we just saw a, a billion dollars go to Shohei Otani and uh, Yashinobu Yamamoto yep. who grew up on Ichiro. Yep, I mean, not even just on Ichiro's career, what he did for the game, like you said, globally. Yeah, he was in. He had a re- he had a Hall of Fame career in Japan mm-hmm. and had a Hall of Fame career. Here, had the itchy meter. Here. Just nothing but hits. He's still playing baseball. I saw a clip of him playing against some girls' baseball team in Japan a couple months ago, balling on them. Marlins, Yankees, Mariners. Uh, Ichiro, I think, is in. I think CeCe is in. And um, I just. The I dude don't know. was known by one by his first name only. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's it. Like <laughs> Ichiro Suzuki. Ichiro, I think, is a no-doubter. Um, CeCe's a no-doubter. But like I said, I will always throw David Ortiz out there. David Ortiz is a first-ballot Hall of Famer. Nobody had an issue with that. So it doesn't matter. It's, it doesn't matter. Um, and I can't get worked up over it. And that's why I know. I'm like, I think I put on my on my uh, my Twitter as I started the show, like, oh, we're about to have that Hall of Fame conversation again. It's not going to change. There's no way to change it. There is the Contemporaries Committee. Like, I think they put in Jim Leland this year. And I think that's how Fred McGriff got in. I mean, I I remember Black History Month, like, four years ago, I made a a rap about how Fred McGriff should be in the Hall of Fame, how he was snubbed. The crime dog. You mean to tell me the crime dog isn't in there? And then who do we watch last year? Was it Scott Rowland? Scott Rowland got in. Uh, And not to knock Scott Rowland, I'm not knocking him. But there were a lot of people saying, Scott Rowland, come on. And and I thought Scott Rowland did an amazing job at MLB Network just talking baseball and telling his story. And I'm like, yeah, this guy should be in there. Um, but it's subjective. And, and these writers, they have power. And it's weird. It's like some of them now want to show their ballots. Some don't. Um, but like I said, the example, the three examples that just stick out to me as a baseball fan from my time growing up, obviously I was a Jeter fan, Yankee fan. Even though Griffey killed the Yankees back in 95 and and throughout his career and hated the Yankees, of course, I was a Griffey fan. Uh, So Griffey and Jeter are not unanimous Hall of Famers. How? 
How, Sway? How does that make any sense? And then Ortiz right away, first ballot. Don't, e- don't even have to sweat it out. Don't even have to worry one year right away, right in there. Because they, they like Big Poppy. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Bud Selig is in there. Bud Bud Selig. Shout out to Bud Selig. I met Bud Selig back in uh, 2014. My time in the fan cave was because of him. When Rob Manfred came in, he's like, we don't need a fan cave. But Bud Selig, he oversaw the League of Shadows, the Game of Shadows. He oversaw the whole steroid era. Chicks dig the long ball. Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire. That was fun when I was a kid. I went to Williamsport Baseball Camp. Little League Baseball Camp that summer. But whatever. I don't care. I I have my memories as a child, and so do you. And my memories aren't tainted by steroids. They should let these guys ju- juice again now. Right? Nobody's making the nobody's making a Hall of Fame like from that era, whatever. Let these guys roid up so they can all be Aaron Judge. <laughs> I'm kidding. 877-337-6666. I still got two more hours. Let's take this break and we'll be right back. The fan is better when you're a part of it. Call us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus. Okay. So, right before the break, we were talking about the Baseball Hall of Fame and It's just going to get super corny and stale and not feel like it used to feel when we would tune in in the summers to see guys' speeches and see all their former teammates and managers and other guys in baseball that they played against all show up to Cooperstown because there's gatekeepers now. It's the Hall of Fame, not the Hall of Justice. You're, 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 You're guarding something for what? Because you think you're righteous and you know better. Oh, well, these guys cheated the game. They tainted the game. No, they helped the game. Bud Selig was cool with it. And for the most part, fans were cool with it. And then even the fact that we live in a time where the Houston Astros have two World Series, one with a huge asterisk, and none of those players got punished for literally cheating the core of the game. The pitch. (laughs) They knew what pitch was coming. We watched games where these guys had a system of banging to let the hitters know what pitch was coming. They cheated the whole game. like, And they did it multiple times. Like There was a whole study on it. I'll never forget when that all broke. I, I was with John Boy in John Boy's first apartment in Harlem. This is way before I ever thought I'd be on WFAN or on the radio, and he was calling into Houston radio. And John Boy was showing me some of the stuff that he did when that video broke where uh, Evan Goddess, I think Evan Goddess, was facing some pitcher from the White Sox. And the guy just knew. He just There was just like a tell. It was like a weird thing. Like, hey, how does this no gloves? I don't even know what Evan Gaddis was at the plate. A, a 230 hitter. How does this guy know what I'm doing? What I'm, Something's up. What, what's that banging sound in here? They had a, a camera system, technology. Like, so please, bro, miss me with the whole, oh, Alex Rodriguez, the biggest cheater in the baseball. Uh, Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, never. These guys are never getting in the Hall of Fame. So what? We enjoyed watching those guys play. 
And no amount of steroids can throw the ball for you. No amount of steroids can hit the ball for you. And they all were doing it. Yeah, of course, there's some guys, you know, just natural athletes, gifted baseball players that didn't juice. But for the most part, it was a league-wide thing where these guys felt like if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. And they had to get an edge somehow. And here we are now, fast forward all these years, players that we grew up on. And, um, (laughs) you know, some of these guys really thought during their careers, I'm going to be a Hall of Famer. Some of these guys really thought, hey, I'll have my my day to to be on that stage and and thank my my wife and my kids and my mom and my dad and my family and nope you got caught quote unquote cheating they all were cheating you ain't cheating you ain't trying that's the whole thing lou is in astoria lou what's up man you're on the fan hey keith how you doing good good hanging out yeah i agree with you the hall of fame i mean uh it used to i mean to me uh, if you if you have to say uh if this guy belongs in the hall of fame he doesn't but right now it's a different game. Anybody can get in right now, okay? I mean, I don't understand. I tell you what, if a player, I tell you what, guys like Don Mattingly, which had a very short career, okay? This guy won an MVP and a batting title, mm-hmm. okay? All right. Now, to me, there's three things that you have to have in order to be a Hall of Famer. You're supposed to be at least, at least the best player in the league, which is an MVP, okay? You have to win a batting title, yeah. okay? RBIs, okay, leaders in RBIs, and home runs, okay? Be a champion. To me, Win a World that, Series. Yeah, you know, with champions, that, that's, in football, being the player for champions, that makes you a Hall of Fame. In baseball, it's the regular season that qualifies you as a Hall of Fame. Now, this is a joke, which you just said it. The writers, they shouldn't be, just like, just like the commissioner of baseball, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be working for the owner. It's unfair. You should have former Hall of Famers Okay, to be in the committee for being selecting the best player to go to the Hall of Fame. That's the only solution that I can see that will be fair and square. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Sandy Koufax. Okay, he had five great years, but you know what? He used something that is illegal to lie in front of me. Okay. Without that, I mean, the guy almost had a broken arm and he still can pitch. Okay. He was awesome. But that's that, that 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 to me. I'm not saying it's cheating, but it's something that is not allowed to be done today. Okay, so it, it, it's crazy. The Hall of Fame, like you said, I mean, it, it's unbelievable. I, I I do believe that that's the way it should be, and maybe it will be different again. If you if you ask, is this guy a Hall of Famer? Then you know what? He's not. You take care of the kids. Thank you for the call. By the way, listen. Don't have the kid yet. Select the team yet. The Cowboys, the Knicks, <laughs> let him grow up. Let him, let him pick up his own team. Thanks for the call, <laughs> My kid is like, my kid is drool mouth. That's what I call him, drool mouth. My kid is eating everything. Like, he eats the floor. He eats my hoodie strings. He doesn't know anything. <laughs> not, I jokingly say, like, ah, you know, my boy ain't no Dallas fan. He ain't no Nets fan either. He's a Yankee fan based off of all of the Yankee fan gifts he's gotten. And uh, I think we're going to bring him to the Aaron Boone event this Saturday, and we have, like, a Yankee hat for him to wear. But he might not want to be – he might not be into sports. He ain't me. I don't want him to be me. We got one me. My my son Jackson, I'm telling him his whole life, be you. Be yourself. We got a, we got a me already, bro. Do what you want to do. You don't have to follow my footsteps. You don't have to be like me. If you don't want to watch sports, you'll save yourself a ton of headaches, agony, anxiety, 
pain. <laughs> 877-337-6666. Two hours to go. I'm definitely going to come back with some of the biggest Hall of Fame snubs and just, you know, talk down on baseball. Baseball misses the mark so much. I love the game, but, man, they, they just mess up and have, you know, continuously messed up throughout their whole existence. They just can't get right. So uh, we'll do that. We'll talk more about the NBA. We'll look around the NBA after the Knicks beat up on the Nets again. And they didn't even beat them up. They just, you know, they just knew that they weren't going to lose to them. And, uh, yeah, Doc Rivers isn't confirmed. Yeah, whatever. Keith McPherson on the fan. Call me up at 877-337-6666. We'll be right back after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.